The following program is intended for mature audiences. This is a world you never understand, and you always fear, but you don't understand. Because I'm a genius. How come I know so much? What the hell is going on around here? Who the hell are you people? It's the Riffs and Rants podcast with your host, Johnny Teflon. All I know is this violates every canon of respectable broadcasting. Yeah, that's right, Mr. Establishment. And we'll be right back after the first gem of the day. Good night. 
Oh yeah, check on, check on, one and two. Hey everybody, it's Johnny and it's time for another episode of the Riffs and Rants podcast. Bringing us in tonight, uh, a classic B-side from the Billy Joel album Glass Houses. From back in 1980, that was close to the borderline. One of his early hits that shows that he was so great at playing the unhinged rocker. And there were so many good songs on that album. But uh, as a fun fact, his first number one hit, uh, It's Still Rock and Roll to Me, that came off of Glass Houses, even though he had several albums before that. And his uh, you know stuff had charted, that was his first number one. Did not know that till I dug a little deeper. So anyway, I went with that song tonight because right at the jump, well, we got to talk about Borders. <laughs> <laughs> borders and, and immigration and immigrants and lions and, and tigers and bears and America they're bringing drugs they're bringing crime they're rapists and some I assume are good people yes and that infamous quote by former President Trump wow it's uh, it's a shit show okay but for our purposes here we'll call it the immigration crisis and look, uh, the, the time for blame is past. Uh, it's time for a solution and maybe a, a reimagining of the immigration process moving forward. Well, the world needs ditch diggers too. And it's time to put the citizens back in charge of citizenship. And by that, I mean at the turn of the century, you know, that's when everybody likes to. Uh, you know, get sentimental and 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 wax uh, sentimentally towards you know, the golden age of immigration, if you will. When in reality, ever since the first Europeans came to the shores of this country, it's been wave after wave after wave of immigrants, and a lot of those poor bastards, you know, didn't get to come of their own free will. They were just brought here. Okay, but aside from the indigenous people who had been here for thousands of years, everybody's an immigrant. Okay, even my family, I could trace back all the way to the Jamestown settlement. We're still immigrants. So let's just get that off right there. What burns my butter, okay, you're going to hear lots of phrases like that tonight, because I don't want to curse too much about this, is that... Switch me on. I have a problem with people that come to the country illegally because there is a process... This is a country of laws, and we've got enough crime in this country with our own citizens without having to worry about this influx of literally six to eight million undocumented migrants, which have entered this country in the last, say, three, four years. That's enough for its own country. I mean, this year alone, enough people to equal Cincinnati have come into the country completely illegally, you know, and it's kind of like this catch and release program. So they go right back uh, into the general population. Okay. And they have court dates where they're supposed to appear and then maybe get some of this sorted out. You know, meanwhile, you'll, you still have a lot of people coming to this country and doing it the prescribed correct way, according to the law. And in a lot of the, 
minority communities, especially in, in the urban centers, there's a lot of resentment because a lot of these folks came and did it the hard, long way. And they watch the news like everybody else and they just go walk around their neighborhoods and, and they see in their communities how a lot of the uh, money for you know public programs and whatnot that people are paying into with their taxes is not going to what it should go to. It's going for all of these... Um, I'm not gonna say you know perks and gifts or anything like that because you got you got to put a roof over these people's head somehow. You know, um, it, it's going to take care of these immigrants rather than stem the tide. It's like people are more concerned with you know doing the uh, the virtue signaling thing and, and trying to help them and take care of them and welcome to this country, which is all fine and good until they start coming to your neighborhood. Looking at you, Beverly Hills, but. Yeah, notwithstanding, and not to meander, a lot of times you'll look at uh, the newscast and they'll, they'll have that the roving cameraman uh, just scooting along the line of people waiting, or the ones that are currently being held by uh, Border Patrol waiting to get processed. And you're looking at these, these individuals, these men and women, a lot of which are, are young, and a lot of which, well, let's face it, they're uh, military age, as they say. And yeah, I wasn't aware that there were that many Asians in South America. Message! Um, and, and black folks coming up from you know, Colombia. No, wasn't aware of that. Message! Wasn't aware there was a lot of Middle Easterners living in South America either. Message! Jumping on these, these wagon trains and uh, taking the pilgrimage north. Was not aware of that at all. Who's kidding who, folks? You know, as I used to say in this this show a lot of times when uh, my dear buddy Michael Sean Lee was doing it with me, I said, there's such a thing as common sense, and if it looks like a duck and it squacks like a duck, well, guess what, you know? And it's not racist to say, I want people to come in this country legally, because the fact of the matter is, they're coming from depressed nations, okay? And just because of their geographical location in South America, yeah, they're brown people, okay? Deal with it. This was the turn of the century, and you had the Irish coming over from the potato famine, okay? Because Europe didn't want them, and they'd get off the boat and they'd be faced with, you know, Irish need not apply, and the best they could do, like they showed in the movie Gangs of New York, was get drafted into the Union Army to go get some basic training and go uh, fight and die for a country that they didn't even really belong to yet. Talk about a simulation. You're not getting that from this wave of immigrants. Now, this is not to say that we're going to paint them with such a broad brush to infer that they're all just useless pieces of shit. I'm not saying that, all right? A lot of these are hardworking, good people, and they're the next wave of immigrants in this country. I'm not naive. I know the world has changed. And, you know, although the initial waves from the turn of the century face a lot of hardships, those dreadful overseas voyages and whatnot and subhuman conditions being treated like cargo, basically. Um, you know, a lot of days now we're dealing with, uh, you know, different political regimes. These people are fleeing oppression. It's not fun coming from down south to get to this country. It's not easy and there's terrors along the way sometimes they're beset upon by 
their own countrymen and women and scamming them out of their hard-earned money they've been able to scrape together to get transport up here. We know that they're, you know, bringing children and, and, and they're sex trafficking these poor kids and the young ladies, you know, just falling into that trap of desperation, like the cliche of the, the guy that hangs out at the, uh, the bus station, waiting for the girls with a suitcase to get off the bus, saying, hey, do you need a friend? I mean, this shit's going on as well. So back to the opening line, it's a shit show. Hey, everybody, there's a shit cloud coming. Run for your lives. So rather than sit here and, and, and place blame, you know, the Republicans in Congress are going after Mayorkas. Really? That, that's, that's not the fish you want to get. It's not a, a, a person because these things tend not to happen because of one person's agenda, okay? It's a shit show politically that nobody wants to claim as their own. And I'm not saying that there wasn't illegal immigration during the Trump administration or the Bush administration. I'm not laying this solely at the feet of Joe Biden or back, you know, to uh, President Obama. But I will say over the last three years, it's gotten out of control. Please tell me how I can see this as anything but a total disaster. And what bothers me as a taxpaying American citizen is that for the longest time, this administration denied that it was an issue. They were going after Border Patrol agents that they said were whipping people to keep them from, you know, coming into the country. On horseback, whipping people, which of course was proven false. But this is the kind of nonsense that we've had to deal with over the last three years. And now we're stuck with all these people. You can't send them back. You can't put the shit back in the horse, like they say. So what are we going to do? I think the first thing we got to do is realize serious times call for serious decisions. And yes, our our, our government officials, they need to have some kind of bipartisan agreement on this because I'm looking at the Republicans just as hard as I'm looking at the Democrats because, again, do your job. Do what we sent you to Washington to do. Don't sit there just, you know, finger point and blame this one with all kinds of, you know, incendiary hyperbole. Enough. You know, we're going to we're going to hear enough of this with this this upcoming election. Solve this shit. And and the sooner you do, the better. Over the last couple of weeks, they're starting to say, well, you know, the numbers are starting to subside. Well, yeah, that makes sense because they're finally taking it seriously. And they're probably doubling down on the controls that we have in place, as well as. Oh, God forbid, you know, hiring some extra board patrol. I mean, talk about a thankless job being put in harm's way every single day. And these people, God bless them, they're the ones wading into the Rio Grande to try and save these people from drowning when the water starts to take them away. You know, have it a round of applause for the board patrol. Seriously. But the thing that uh, made me decide to, to want to finally sit here and talk about this was this incident they had in New York City uh, just a couple days ago, where there was a bit of a kerfuffle outside one of these uh, migrant housing centers, and they were getting a little loud, a little out of control. Trash. So a couple of um, New York City's finest roll up and say, "Look, you want to you want to disperse," and it turned into a fracas, and they decided to arrest one of the perpetrators, you know, and all of a sudden a gang of them starts beating up on these two New York City police officers okay 
That's bad enough. They arrest these two pieces of shit, or I think it was five of them. That is one big pile of shit. And they were all released without bail hours later. Hours later. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Meanwhile, we've still got the ongoing court case with the uh, former Marine, Daniel Penny, who put that, that Michael Jackson impersonator wackadoo that was on the subway threatening people, put him in a chokehold. Unfortunately, the guy died, all right? Not celebrating that. But this guy stepped up for the greater good and being former military, you know, he, he's a sheepdog, okay? He's not a sheep. He's a sheepdog. He's there to protect people. His training kicks in, takes the guy out, and they're treating this guy like a villain. And he's going to be on trial for murder. Meanwhile, these undocumented migrants beat up two New York City cops, get let go back into yours and mine's neighborhood. And when they get released, of course, the news cameras are right there. And what do they do? Tongues wagging. They walked out the building, flipping double birds on all the cameras. Right? Saying, here, here you go, America. This is for you. What are you going to do? I just beat up two of your cops. We'll do it again. Uh, what's on the agenda next week? Smashing grabs? Come on, folks. Come on. I've seen some pretty shitty situations in my life, but nothing has ever sucked more ass than this. This stuff's even being covered on CNN, you know? And the other day, I kind of giggled with glee as they caught... Um, Joy Reid on a hot mic calling or dropping an F-bomb on, on, on Sleepy Joe. Did you see that one? Oh, boy. It all comes out in, in the end. It's just time for it's time for some drastic action. Now, that being said, I don't know if, if you know Trump can come back and fix this now. I don't know. I'm sure he would be stricter on it, but the damage is done. Now we need to come up with realistic ways to bring these people into the country you know, keep vetting them and get rid of the bad apples because I'm sure they're in there. You know, they always trot out the stories of the sex offenders and the rapists and the criminals and who's, you know, a member of MS-13 and who isn't. You know, this is a drop in the bucket, really, when you're looking at six to eight million. But the simple fact that we don't know who these people are and where they are is something that might keep you up at night, and I'm sure it's going to be a major um, issue for this presidential election coming up because people are afraid, you know. And I've said before, you know, voters are at their most dangerous when they're afraid and when they're scared, and this stuff's going to come out. So we shall see, my friends. We shall see. And uh, like I say, the Democrats are now admitting there's a serious problem which is pretty much tantamount to, I don't know, the, the captain of the Titanic inspecting the hole at the iceberg. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? You can sit there and stare at it, you, you're going to fix it, you know? By the ancient laws of combat, we are met at this chosen ground to settle for good and all. Who holds sway over the five points? Us natives born rightwise to this fine land. Or the foreign hordes defiling it. I don't know. Anyway, I tell you what, why don't we jump into a quick middle gem. Another treat, 
and trying to keep with this theme, I was able to uh, pull a tune by one of my favorite punk rock bands, uh, name of Gogol Bordello. Um, their sound is characterized as gypsy punk. They have energy like on 11 <laughs> and just a, a great band. And this is a tune by them called uh, Immigraniara. And then in parentheses, we come in rougher. All right, so let me play this for you. And we'll be back in a couple more minutes with some more things and stuff. Emigrada, emigraniada, da, emigrada, emigraniada. We come and rougher every time. We come and rougher, we come and rougher. We come and rougher every time. Hey, 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 hey. We come and rougher every time. Emigrada, emigraniada, emigrada, emigraniada. Hey, 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 we're coming rubber every time. 
yeah, that is a happening tune. Love those guys. They got a bunch of, of songs. Wanderlust King, uh, Start Wearing Purple. <laughs> they just, I don't know. They, uh, American Wedding is another good one. Just so much energy. Uh, and topical because, hey, they're immigrants and they're from Ukraine. So there, take that. See? Johnny loves all peoples. Anyway, that's, uh, yeah, like I said, Immigradinata, uh, We Come In Rougher. And that was off of their fifth album. Uh, I think it was 2010, Transcontinental Hustle. Good album. Recommend it highly. All right. Now, here we go. The subtopic. I'm going to sound a little boomerish on this one. And, and this episode is in no way, shape, or form about just hate and vitriol and, and stuff like that. I don't know. Just just a little annoyed. It's been a long week. And I'm, I'm blowing off steam. And I love the fact that you guys are going to sit here and just blow off steam with me. Right? Good. So, let's talk about Iran. <laughs> All right. In the interest of full disclosure, I am in my early 50s. So, I am old enough to remember that little uh, debacle we had back in 79 when... Uh, they had the revolution in Iran, the, um, I guess you could say philosophical, but really more just religious revolution in Iran. Uh, students storm the embassy, take uh, 52 Americans, held them for 444 days. Couldn't get them back here quick enough the moment Reagan was sworn in because they knew he wasn't going to put up with their shit. And uh, you know what, folks? We never got, as a country... We never got our pound of flesh for that. And these folks over in Iran and the decades that have followed have been poking us with the proverbial stick at every turn. You know, <laughs> They do this not just through their rhetoric, because I could give two shits when I got up and give one of their, their, their speeches that sounds like a, a B-movie villain. You may deal directly with me now. We will bring great terror to the Satan. Yeah, shut up, all right? No, it's more like they're proxy sponsorships of various terror organizations, which, since we got a little bit of a, of a hot situation in the Middle East right now, uh, we're seeing this play out through the, uh, the Houthi rebels. Never heard about them until like two months ago. And the classic Hezbollah from Lebanon. And both of these cats, well, really the Houthis primarily, they're just launching cruise missiles at ships in the Red Sea, including American warships. Okay? Stupid! You're so stupid! And then just last week, they sent a drone over to a, a base of ours there. And three American service people are killed. Reservists that are there, deployed. What? How is this happening? And then the best we could do, again, from the administration, well, I'm going I'm to figure out what to do, and then uh, we're, we're going to do it, but we don't want a big war, but uh, I'll, I'll decide what... Look, this is, this is not a job for a doddering old man, and it's certainly not a job for that little weasel... The, the spokesman for the Pentagon, John Kirby. This pencil neck you know, serious time call for serious people to come up with serious solutions. This this cavalcade of clowns, 
that we've got in the White House. Come on, you got to do better than this. You know, we had the debacle, which was the withdrawal from Afghanistan, where service people lost their lives unnecessarily. And now here that they're just taking pop shots at us. Now, what do you really think Biden's going to do, okay, that's going to put the fear of God, pardon the expression, you know, into the current Iranian regime? Really? What could he possibly do? Nothing. That's exactly what he's doing. Nothing, you know? He's probably going to hit some refinery. Oh, big deal. You know, they'll get that shit rebuilt within a week, and then life goes on. You know, you're so worried about this having a, a, a broader war. Well, I got a newsflash, man. It's on us already, all right? Open war is upon you, whether you would risk it or not. So to quote Frank Pantangeli from Godfather 2, I say we hit him hard, we hit him now when we got the muscle. That's what you need to do. I'm not a war hawk. I have friends that are veterans. I have friends, unfortunately, that are maimed veterans. And I have a lot of friends that are veterans that suffer from PTSD. No one here is, is waving the flag and saying, yay, let's go to war. It's not about that. But if people don't fear you, they're going to keep doing this shit unabated. Unabated, okay? Israel showed restraint whenever possible dealing with the Palestinians in Gaza. What did they get? They got the attack in in October. 1,200 Israelis, men, women, children, slaughtered, beheaded, raped, violated. That's what they got with their restraint and their, their Western civilization approach to these things. Okay? You need a solution, but... There's a reason we've got the world's most powerful military, which barely, we, we, we still do. Barely. You know, use it or lose it, pal. There's a lot of bad people on our payroll that we have such restraint that we either sparingly or never use them. This is what they, they trained for, you know? And you could sit there and chop this up a million different ways. You know, Iran doesn't want a larger engagement either. They've got a whole host of domestic issues at home because these people are starting to finally realize, you know what? Our lives are miserable because of people that we keep in power to lord over us. The same thing they learned the hard way in Gaza. Alright? Jefferson said people get the government they deserve and it's true. If this is what you want to be ruled by, well, guess what? This is what your your lot in life is going to look like. But We've tried to, to, to every which way this Sunday to kind of make things okay. These are our, our, our Western civilization viewpoint of of you know compromise and tit for tat and quid pro quo. Even I mean, we had the giant pallet of money that was heading over to I- Iran. Okay, then we released billions, I think it was, in, in funds that we had held up from them, and that was probably large in part what financed the attack on Israel but you know we're so concerned about not letting them become a nuclear power gee I don't know how about you let them start making some reactors and when the shit's almost done you'll fly in there with some bombers and take it out and like okay now you start over again 
And what are you really afraid of? What are they going to do? They're going to attack our Navy with speedboats? Come on, you know? And if they start again with, with the missiles in the Red Sea and they're attacking all this, these different um, flagged countries, oil tankers and, and cargo ships and whatnot, you know what? They'll have to step up and defend themselves and come up with, with a better solution. And if it leads to war after you've tried every which way to avoid it, you know what? That's life. It happens. We fought wars for less. I'm just saying, don't look forward to it. Don't relish it. Don't stop trying to come up with a solution. But don't take violence off the table with these people because they're just going to run all over us like they always have. And you know what? Again, <laughs> waxing uh, sentimentally way back when, at least then we had Charlie Daniels and, and the band to come up with songs talking about how much we hate them and the Russians and we don't even have that now. We don't have that because we got a country full of people don't know what gender they are, thinking men can get pregnant. And all these countries, I don't care if it's Iran, Russia, North Korea, China, they're looking at us and they're laughing. They're laughing. And why shouldn't they? I laugh too, but you know what? We're all part of the joke. I don't know. I don't know. We signal to the world that we want no part of an escalated conflict in the Middle East, but the longer this cat and mouse game drags on now with American military casualties added to the equation, I don't know. Why don't we just blow them off the map? I mean, enough already. Or take out all their speedboats in their Navy. Something decisive needs to be done. And look, if anybody else wants to jump in, say, hey, you feeling froggy? You want a piece of this? Take them out too, you know? I, I don't know. This is why I'm not an elected official. I don't have all the answers, but I really despise people that get up there and preach to us like they do and the situation's under control. Just like Leslie Nielsen standing in front of the fireworks factory telling people, nothing to see here. Go move along. Nothing to see here. You gotta be kidding me. I, I just, I don't know. So, what do you say? Let's do another gem. It might be a four-gem episode just trying to space it out. Let's do, oh, I don't know. How about another little something from the 80s? Yeah, this is a job for the Clash. Why don't we do a little Rock the Casbah? And we'll be back in a couple minutes with even more things and stuff. And maybe a wrap-up. Stay tuned. Yeah. 
Tune by The Clash. That, of course, is Rock the Casbah from their seminal album, Combat Rock, 1982. And some great lyrics in there. A lot of usage of uh, Middle Eastern terms, places, phrases. And really, if you break it down, the um, the action in the song uh, is similar to an actual ban on Western music among other aspects of our culture, uh, including rock music, uh, enforced in Iran since the Iranian Revolution. So kind of a uh, a neat little thumbing of the nose from a famous punk rock band to uh, some Middle Eastern despots. Nice, huh? Yeah, good tune. Very short, danceable. Uh, spent a long time in the top 40 back there in the 80s. So, wow, what else do we got going on? A lot of stuff going on on the radio station. I'm thinking about either bringing back a uh, previous show that we used to have, and it's up between uh, the Friday Hot Lunch. Has the work week got you feeling a little low, like a leftover? Are you sick of ramen noodles? Well, have we got the solution for you every Friday at noon. It's the Friday Hot Lunch right here on Big Boom Radio. Two hours of music that matches a particular theme, and that theme changes every single week. Your little ray of sunshine at the end of the week. So join us every Friday at noon for the Friday Hot Lunch. Girl Power. Tune in every Friday night at 8 for Girl Power, the women of rock, where we showcase the most amazing women of rock and roll, only on Big Boom Radio. (laughs) Well, the future better get ready for me. Because I'm Foxy Cleopatra, and I'm a whole lot of woman. And, uh, well, maybe Bandit Radio, the Country Western show. I don't know. Tune in every Sunday at noon as we get a little dirt on our jeans and go country 
It is time for Bandit Radio, Mason Jars and Steel Guitars from 12 until noon, playing all your country favorites from yesterday and today, right here only on Big Boom Radio. Just kicking it around. And then I had an idea for a show that I would probably do on Fridays, I'm thinking. And the concept is just upbeat music. And it could be from any genre, you know? So I'm thinking, yeah, that's what you need. Because, you know, if I'm driving home and if I'm not listening to Big Boom Radio, I probably have Sirius XM on. And funny story, um, (laughs) the only... Uh, like active search I have programmed in, in other words, to give me an alert when this group comes on, is Tony Tony Tone <laughs> and their song Feels Good because of, well, I've always liked the song, but if you folks watch Rick and Morty, there's an episode <laughs> where they're doing all kinds of shenanigans, ultra violence, and that song is playing, and it's just so catchy and fun. So... As I'm driving home the other day after a very long week at my regular job, I put that on and I'm just smiling and I'm like, you know what? It would be great just to have a program where you turn on, you don't know what you're going to get, but whatever it is, it's going to be upbeat, catchy, get your toes tapping, put a smile on your face, which really, you know, from my book, that that's what music is about. Just like, uh, you know, I, I, I don't drink when I'm alone and I don't drink when I'm sad, <laughs> But as far as my music, I don't listen to music when I'm sad. And I don't want my music to make me feel worse, you know. Like the Elton John song says, you know, sad songs say so much. And um, some people love to listen to sad songs when they're sad. It actually turns them around. Me, not so much. You know, I'm sitting there with the blinds down and and, and in a dark room staring at the wall. The last thing I need is sad music. So I'm always about stuff on the up. And anybody who listens to Big Boom Radio, especially any of our original shows, knows that, yeah, he's telling the truth. It's always upbeat, fast-paced, good time, rock and roll. So, I don't know. We'll see what we do with that. Uh, Let's see, what else? Not sure uh, if the next episode of this podcast will be uh, a week from now or two weeks from now. Um, But probably by the time you hear it, the Super Bowl will be done. So hopefully it was a good game. Neither team I care about. You know, <laughs> if you're out of their, um, you know, demographic and, and and fan base, you really don't care about this one. It's it's going to be a forgettable Super Bowl. So, hey, before you know it, it'll be time for spring. And my beloved New York Metropolitans will be taking the field, finding new and inventive ways to let me down. So until then, eh, we'll just wait and see what happens. So... Thank you so much for joining us on this rambling episode of the Riffs and Rants podcast. And yes, like I alluded to earlier, why not do yet another song? How about this one? Y'all know it. It's from Genesis back in 1983 entitled It's No Fun. You'll know when you hear it. Take care, everybody. We'll see you on the flip side. <laughs>